Welcome to a very lonely episode of All Talk FC with two of your boys, Mark and Chris. We're going to talk about the very super, super Sunday, uh, Rooney's big return to England, some games and some regular segments. Let's go! So Danny's um, Danny's left us high and dry. Yeah, he's uh, left a hole in the room. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see if he listens to this. The miserable. I won't go there. <laughs> yeah. Nah. So this might be a statless podcast. Statless. Uh, less talk, probably. More uh, more gaps. But hopefully um, more insight. Yeah, probably not. But we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, I don't know about the Saturday's fixtures, there's not really much to talk about, but I think we've been moaning about these Super Sundays they seem to be claiming on Sky, but this is probably about as Super Sundays you can get. Oh uh, yeah, it's a shame about the results, but... Well, it's the top, was it four of the top five teams played, uh, throwing Man United to eighth, <laughs> yes. and uh, yeah, big Manchester, Manchester derby, did you watch it? I watched the Manchester derby. It was uh, interesting that for a long period I was like... It was annoying because we knew Man United have started slow all season. And there was a worry. And when they scored after 12 minutes, I feared the worst. Yeah. They then carried on the rest of the first half not really doing much, but at least it stayed 1-0. And strangely... There was a period of the game where I thought we could have got back into it. So Do you think? At two at two one, I thought, okay, maybe we could do this. Yeah. And uh they actually scored at a time when Man United were playing better. Yeah. So we were lucky to get to half time at one nil and uh it's just a worry because they scored so early in the first half and they scored so early in the second half and it's like it's like Man United don't come out of the dressing room warm already. They just... Takes them a while to get Takes in. them a while. And some of our good results recently, we've had to go a goal behind to win. And it's like, after a certain point, that's going to stop working against a better team who you can't get back in. Well, they, I don't think they've... Maybe one or two games. I don't think they've actually looked good this season. I mean, it shows in their results. They're, they're eighth in the league. But I don't think Man City actually did anything outstanding to win that game. Do you know what I mean? I think they just they just kind of went about their business. Yeah, I think... Uh, Except for that one team goal, I'm doing a quotation mark. Yeah, someone, actually on Monday when I played football... Stupid team goals. Yeah. Monday at football, someone did ask me, oh, what did I make of the team goal? And I was like... There was one pass in that that was key. I said, uh, the passing I don't really care too much about because when a, you have a team that are set up not to press, yeah, and they're just going to pass in front of them. That's fine because the defensive team's allowing the passes to happen. Yeah. They're making simple passes. I think what frustrated me is two of the goals came from crosses. Yeah, and if you said before the game, like what, where, where are the goals going to come from? You're like, well, if there's a piece of brilliance, and they slice you open or they catch you on a counter. Yeah, put your hands up and be. Yeah, like, they, right. they've got some pretty quick players. I could have easily seen. Sterling, Sane or someone just running straight past a Luke Shaw or a Lindelof. You're like, okay, there's not much you can do there. But 
a cross into the box. Yeah. It's just we should that should just be out every day. Well, the the Gundogan one, he had. I mean, it was a great touch to sort of set up his shot, but he had all the space, all the time in the world. He wasn't even close to being offside, but it no. looked like every defender stopped yeah. to play offside. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a weird one. I mean, I don't know what what expectations you're probably going to have for Man United for the rest of the season, but do you reckon they need to buy anyone in January? Is that the problem? They, it? Well, it's, it's tough because I was listening to some other punditries and they were talking about Mourinho and he should sign someone, but then you think... He's been there three years now. I think only two of his players played out of the eleven. Yeah. So it's like, yes, we need players. Like you look at you look at the team and you think, well, when Pogba's missing out of that midfield, there isn't actually anyone who's that good. Like no. we got. But I I don't know. I just think we spent a lot of money. We don't spend it well. Fifty million we spent on Fred and. He's not even in the side. Was yeah. he injured, or did he, no. did he get injured, or he just hasn't been playing? He wasn't. He wasn't good against Juventus. so no. I don't think he earned his. He spot. actually looked good like the first couple of games. He came in, and then... I think because he added life, and you yeah. thought, okay, uh, maybe being around Pogba, like Pogba frustrates, but actually, when he doesn't play, you realise he's playing in quite a poor, poor team. And uh, yeah, so yes, Man United need to sign. Whether I think they'll spend the money wisely enough is another question so maybe maybe not you start looking at the team and you think well you've got Smolin Lingard Ashley Young David De Gea these are Alex Ferguson players and you're thinking Fergie's been gone for a while now yet they're, they're starting 11 against Man City yeah you've still got these players in there for those his players are probably aren't the biggest issues in the squad no but, but that's what I mean it's like because the players they've signed yeah. haven't been good enough. Yeah. So, yes, they should sign, but have I got any faith they will? No. Um, Arsenal got another draw. Yeah, this game... one game that wasn't shown. Wasn't televised. No, which is a shame. But I guess from just from hearing about it, Arsenal didn't play well. But I've been looking at like some Arsenal fans talking about online and stuff, and there are some that are complaining, but there's quite a few that say, like, why are we getting on top of the team now? Because... We're still unbeaten, but it's three draws in a row. And especially, it's all about... It's like I've, I've said a few times on this pod. It's not the results you're necessarily looking for. It's the performances. And I think just because we had a good game against Liverpool, and we what we drew, so we think, all right, maybe we need to move on further from that. But I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be pulling the, uh, pressing the panic buttons. But No, and... Wolves are a team that are playing well, got nothing to lose. Yeah. So. Well, they know how to sh- shut it down a little bit as well. They're not conceding yeah. a lot of goals. I don't think Arsenal's at a point yet where they're going to play well for 12, 13 games in a row. They're going to they're gonna play well and they're going to have bad games. And if they're still getting points on their bad games, that's progress on last year. Do you know what I think is different about the Arsenal team, though? Is that I'm not sure if we've got the ability to open up teams like we used to. Um, it even though even though before we were winning and we're scoring goals, it's not they're not they're not good looking wins. They're not like yeah. Well, I I fought it against Liverpool. I I can't say I fought fought this against Wolves, but they're just so reluctant to play a longer pass that I think they suffer for it a bit. So, you think? Yeah, I think when you watch when I watched Arsenal v Liverpool, do you mean in the air or like on the on, on the, the floor? floor? Just oh. any sort of like. The, 
it will always take them two to three passes to get out there in half. Yeah. Where if you look at City, you look at Liverpool, who also play out the back, every now and then they'll hit one long. And whether that's in the air or on the floor or diagonally, it just... That's probably like a coaching thing, like a tactic. Yeah, because if you think, if, if you're going to pass out the box every time and the other team go more and more forward, yeah. then if you do one longer one, they then think, OK, maybe we drop off a few yards or... In City and Liverpool's cases, they've got goals from it. Yeah. With Arsenal, they never, never go to that option. I've never really paid attention to that. I just, uh, when I watched them against Liverpool, I thought that was the difference between the two teams. And actually, had Salah had a better end product with his passing, yeah. they could have been in two or three times. So they were, I think they were really trying to shut him off. I think they were trying to get to him as quick as possible. Cause, and they, what I noticed, because I was at that game, is that they wasn't allowing him to come inwards towards the box. Any passes, he had to come on the outside. And they were pressing him away from the box and away from the goal. Because I don't know if he actually... He is obviously a quality player. Maybe I'm being a bit wrong here, but do you think he's the type of player that has the ability to beat players regularly, like skillfully? He can he can obviously move a little bit, but he's not like an out-and-out winger. Who, Salah? Yeah. Yeah, I, he... I think it's tough because he's, he's control. And his movements so good that yeah he beat he beats players before he receives the ball yeah so but if he had the ball and he was just facing up one on one he's not really going to be stepping over and you know no. he's not like Mahrez is probably more of a player that you're going to like he's going to challenge him he's going to be yeah him. where with Salah I think he's more likely to do a one two round yeah there, yeah and he'll get he'll get his yard that way and then get shot off so yeah did you watch any of the Chelsea Everton nah nah well, I just. I just. Was you not interested? No, I, do, I it's, It must be my anti-Chelsea. I, I just. I don't know what it is about Chelsea. Like last week, I, I said the Chelsea Crystal Palace game was the game I was least interested in. It's just this Chelsea week, in general. I didn't watch the Chelsea game. I think as well when you have three matches in a day, it's. I watched all of them and I was like. Oh, yeah, I, I think. I want to watch this last game, but it's the derby. Yeah, so. yeah I. So I watched the Liverpool game, knew I was going to watch the, the Manchester derby, so I thought I'll Loving sacrifice. Yeah, <laughs> I'll sacrifice this game. So, uh, um, you know, we're going into international break now. What, do you make anything out of the Nations League yet? Not really, but I, I, I don't even know. I don't know if it's yet to reveal itself as this competition. Or... See, I think... In oh, this... God, breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> yeah. Maran Fellaini has cut off all of his hair. Oh my goodness. What a good looking chap. Wow, who is that guy? He looks kind of like Cantona. I thought he looked like a, what was the one from Saved by the Bell? Screech. What's his name? Uh, Dustin Diamond. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That looks weird. Yeah, God. He almost looks weaker now. Do you know what? It's probably going to be like that thing. You know when players just change their hairstyle dramatically and they're like, they Fernando haven't got the ability Torres. to play again. Fernando yeah. Torres, yeah. I think David Beckham might be one of the only players in the history of football that was able to continue the same level of play and change his hair. Yeah, let's uh, see how he look. He might look different. What, like on the pitch? Yeah. You'll recognise him. Yeah. He'll come out of nowhere. Because he's got quite a tall, skinny figure and I think his hair makes him look a bit more... Bigger than he Imposing. is. Imposing. Yeah, because he, yeah. he, he's always surprised me at how strong he is. Like, yeah, he's really stick thin. Well, he's probably got that, he's got that ropey strength, isn't it? Yeah. Like, he is a big guy. Yeah, he's know. tall. Yeah. yeah. But that, that, that still carries some weight with you, isn't it? And footballers aren't the, the biggest of guys. Oh. But um, 
That's our breaking news. Yeah, breaking news. <laughs> um, what were we on about? <laughs> the Nations League. Oh, Nations League. Really yeah, but th I, this is one which I think is it might be such a like. This is where I think the English press and stuff will let us down. That if England won the Nations Nations League, yeah, they would underplay it. However, if Belgium, Spain, Germany win it, then it will be like, we have to win the next one. And we'll be like, but it, it wasn't that serious. Like, you don't seem to be taking it that serious. Well, I know England. But if we are. didn't do well in it, then they'd be like, oh, same old England. Or yeah, really put I think this is where, downers on it. where it sort of lets us down a bit. And I think, well, actually, if we won this one, I don't think we would get the credit it deserves until the next one when we don't win it. <laughs> so, I think if it gets won by... The only way it would be like, oh, we told you it's worthless, is if a country outside of the top 15 yeah. wins it, which I can't see happening. With, um, with the friendly, Rooney's, we, I think everyone knows at this point, Rooney's coming back. Um, Wait, was I was my front, front three last week. It was your front three last week, so that's why everyone knows. <laughs> Um, but I, you know, I was quite surprised actually why there was a lot of negative talk about Rooney coming back like he doesn't deserve it this and that and the other like I, yeah. I don't know like I, well because I saw Colleen can we not, can we not have any like feel good stories anymore yeah because Colleen Rooney his wife tweeted saying like why why is there such toxic I, I can't remember the exact word she used but she was just like why can't people just be happy for him yeah like he served his country well he's gone off now to America, we're playing America, so there's it's not it's not it's also his story, as well as the team he's playing against is yeah. the country he now lives in. So why not? Like we all praised it when Podolski did it against England. Yeah, and I think that was part of their larger point as well. They said in other countries they've tended to do it, especially with international. I guess this is their version of like a testimonial, isn't it? Yeah, and and all the money's going to the Rooney Foundation. That, so. No one was even talking about that. They were just like, well, how dare he, or we shouldn't yeah. be picked. And, I mean, who else, or like, who else are you going to pick? I don't even think that really matters. These are the same people who are underplaying yeah. the Nations League, being <laughs> an uproar about a friendly. <laughs> oh, this is a disgrace, we've got to take the friendly seriously. Oh, the Nations League, that's not that important. But I don't even think like I don't even think like players like Wilson was I don't I've never really heard that much clamouring for someone like Wilson to get a, a spot until Rooney got picked and like well what about Vardy what about you know he had to retire because he can't get a place Wilson I mean Jesus like yeah the Vardy relax one, the Vardy one's different because he retired leaving the door open a bit yeah and actually I don't think he wanted to come back for friendlies I, I think Vardy's more like if if you need me for the the important stuff. I'll yeah, come I'll back. come, but I don't want to be spending all my time training this year. Yeah. I so, want to use my break and have some cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go out. It's a party. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, he's, um, it, I, 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 I think it's good. He needs to send off. He, I, I think he's an England player who's probably had the toughest time of, I can't, the last time I remember an England player getting such a tough time of fans was Beckham. I was going to say it, like Beckham... But he turned more. it around. Like, yeah. Beckham's was worse at one point, but Rooney's was just a constant negativity f pretty much since... Do you know why? Because he's ugly. Like, because he's ugly. Like, no one's going to like people that are ugly. That's just basically how the world works. Like. Yeah, I, and also, I, because 
And I think the same with... Because Gerard and Lampard also never played as well for England as they did for their club. And Gerard and they never looking. They never got the same... <laughs> they never got the same hate that Rooney got. I, I don't... It's because Rooney had real high expectations and he had... Because he was clearly the best player we had. And I think, you know, going back to 2004, when he was younger, and just, just some of the stuff he was doing. Yeah, I don't he know was what, in a better team. Yeah, team. but I don't know what people... Well, Everton, I mean, like... You no, talk I mean about, uh, England team. Yeah, but even in club, like, you know, when you saw him when he was 16, it started off with the goal against Arsenal. Yeah. And then he, he kind of... I don't know if he necessarily regressed, but he didn't look, of, look as explosive in, in, or spectacular. I, I don't know, because for Man United, doing. he was better. Like in overall, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I think some of the things he was doing beforehand, he just looked a bit more. Uh, I don't know what to say, impressive, but he just looked uh, a bit more exciting. Yeah, I just think if you look back, if you look back at the '04 England team, which we did a couple of pods ago, and you look at that starting eleven, and you look at the starting eleven he would have been playing in in 2010, yeah, 2008. That was a good starting eleven. Like, I don't think at the time we appreciated how bad the England teams were in 08 in 2010 so <clears throat> 08 was the year we missed we missed the Euros and that was the year that we had to bring Beckham back out of retirement who almost saved us against Croatia and it was a was that when John Terry was captain then then we missed one where he was captain we missed a tournament Euros I can't remember who was captain I swear there was one that where was we missed Steve it. McLaren who, who was Steve McLaren's captain I can't remember I can't but remember. yeah, it was wasn't wasn't the best England team. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I must say though, I know I'm I'm not I like the fact that Rooney's getting picked for this last game, but at least starting like he's 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 on the bench and and he uh, Southgate said he knows roughly when he's going to bring him on. Surely you start him and you take him off to a standing ovation instead of just bringing him on afterwards. Like, what are you expecting? You're not really... I don't know if you want to be, like, 2 3 nil up and then bring him on. Yeah. What if we're 2 or 3 nil down? Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, then so you're going to be like, I have to adjust my sub. Does it, do you not think it makes sense to so start I, with him? Yeah. I, I always think start... Um, well, in this, in this scenario, to start, because uh, if you think about it, what if we got three injuries in positions that he can't come on for? Are we going to... Force him on for a centre back. He's a pretty good goalkeeper. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that is an odd one. Maybe I'll sub him on and off. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Do you know? Maybe because you get you get more subs in friendlies, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So. Maybe he we, he might get a standing ovation. Maybe do John Terry. What was Rooney number for England? Number nine, eight, ten. Come on, in that minute, the same way John Terry came off after he's, sixteen. He's wearing a number ten shirt. So yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll come on after ten minutes. <laughs> Maybe, maybe that's what he said because he did say he did say he has an idea when he's going to bring him on. So I forgot about John Terry doing that. Yeah, what a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> to booze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As there's only two of us, Mark's the only one that's going to be doing our game today. So I'll be the loser. <laughs> You'll be the winner or the loser. Now, what I've done is. Um, I've taken all the group games in the Champions League and I've reordered the groups from best to worst in terms of how they're doing in their domestic league. So what I'm going to ask Mark to do is guess at what order they think that that's going to be in. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. Yeah? 
taking into consideration goal difference as well. Oh, if they're level. So you're doing it on points, not yeah. position. Points, yeah. Oh, okay. Makes sense? Yeah. Um, so I've got all of um, groups A to H. So I'll let you pick a group and then uh, we'll go off of there. You've got your go pen and paper. I'll go for group D. Group D. Group D. Group D has FC Porto in first place with 10 points. Schalke in second place with 8 points. Galatasaray in third with 4 points. And Lokomotiv Moscow with their lowly 0 points. So, I want you to reorder them from best to worst in terms of how many points they have in their domestic leagues. That makes sense? Okay. So, if, yeah. if Porto are on 10. So, if I think Porto have... 28 points in their league. Yeah. Then I'll put that 28. Schalke, I'll go for 22 points. Galatasaray, God, uh, I haven't looked at the Turkish league. Let's presume they, they've won every game. I'll go like uh, a couple, maybe 32 points. Locomotive Moscow, I have no idea. I'll put them somewhere in between, so 25. So my order would be Galatasaray first, Porto second, Moscow third, Schalke fourth. Wow, that is uh, very wrong. <laughs> in first place is Lokomotiv Moscow uh. from the Russian league. Oddly enough, you've got the exact points, they have 25 points. They're in third in their league. Uh, in the Russian league, um, they've actually played fourteen fixtures in their season. Ah, okay, yeah, because I was yeah. trying to think of the Premier League and where Man City are and relate that. But I guess we might start earlier than other leagues. Yeah, there you go. You didn't take that into consideration. In second place is Porto with twenty-four points. They're first in their league with uh, they got twenty-four points with a goal difference of fifteen. In third place is. Galatasaray oh. with 23 points. They're in second place in their league. And last is Schalke. Hey, I've got one position. <laughs> <laughs> did you not? Who did you put there? Schalke on 22. They got 10 points. They're actually in 14th place. Oh. Yeah, they're not doing very well in there. In their okay. German league. Yeah. At least go. that makes me rethink the points I was going for. So how many points yeah. did you get? I got one position right. Oh, that's one right. Oh, I should have said you get one point for each position you get right. If you get the entire thing right, that's ten points. Okay. Yeah? Alright, we've got this. Right, what group do you want to pick? I'll go C. Group C. This is uh, what I consider the group of death in this one. In group C we have Liverpool, who is top of the table with six points. They're on top because they've got a goal difference of two. Second to them is Napoli, also on six points, with their goal difference of one. PSG is third with five points, goal difference of plus four. And in fourth place is Red Star Belgrade with four points, but they are on minus seven. So, what order do you think those teams are in in their domestic leagues? So... PSG, I'm going to go, PSG must be top, uh, well actually, have they played less games in the Premier League? Yeah, you don't have to get the points right, it's just a position. 
Okay, so thinking about it, I think Liverpool are on 30 or 31, I can't remember. PSG by 12, I'm going to guess PSG are on 39. Napoli, I don't know where Napoli is. I'm going to go Napoli are on 25. Red Star, Belgrave, I'm going to say, I don't know, let's say 30 as well. So my order will be PSG first, Liverpool second, Red Star third, Napoli fourth. Close. The, the, some of the domestic points I'm pretty impressed with. Red Star, Belgrade are first in the group. They have got 46 points in their domestic <sighs> league. Because they played Smashed 16 it. fixtures and they're unbeaten. Ah. They're first in their league. PSG is second with 39 points. Bang. Oh. Oh. Too bad that's not a point getting <laughs> no. their answer there, Mark. Uh, yeah, 39 points they got. They're first in their league. Um, they got a goal difference of plus 38. Liverpool are third in the group with 30 points. They're oh, second. Well. They're unbeaten, as we know. Three unbeaten teams in the league. I know, that's what I'm saying. You said 30 or 31. I was like, wow. That's <laughs> so close. Uh, Napoli are last in the group with 28 points. They're also second in their, in their league. So I think out of all the groups, this is the tightest one. It's got only, you know, top two in their domestic league. So yeah. I think the difference there is just the amount of games they played. Yeah, I, I read Starbell Graves. I did not know how many games they played. This is why I said when I, when I made this, it's actually going to be much tougher than you think because... Some of these Eastern European or these other leagues that we have no, we know nothing about. There's a reason why they're in the Champions yeah. League. These Eastern European teams like Serie A, <laughs> which I know nothing about. All right, one point again. So currently on two. Two points out of a possible 24. 20. <laughs> yeah, 24. <laughs> All right, we'll go Group B. Group B. Group B. Is Barcelona on 10 points, top of the group, with a goal difference of 8 plus 8. Inter Milan, second in the group with 7 points, they got a goal difference of 0. Uh, Tottenham is third in the group with 4 points, Mark's favourite team in this league, in Champions They're League. They're going through, I shouldn't have dropped them. <laughs> and PSV Eindhoven are last in the group with 1 point, minus 6 in their goal difference. Alright. I'm just telling you the goal difference because I spent a lot of time on this writing it down. Yeah. I'm just thinking for the for the sake of time now, I might not try and work out the points that they're on. Uh so I'm gonna Oh, PSV. PSV, how are they doing? I'll go I, I will tell you this actually, just to make things I don't know if this is gonna mess you up a little bit, but I'll give you a little help. This is the only group out of all of these that are made up where every team has played the same amount of games, 12. Okay. So, I'm still going to still gonna go with my same order. Yeah. So, I'm going to go PSV top. Yeah. Barcelona second. Tottenham third. And Inter Milan fourth. Ooh. <laughs> In first place is... PSV Eindhoven with yeah. 36 points. In second place is 
Tottenham Hotspurs <sighs> with 27 points. They've got more points than Barcelona. They're fourth in, league, in their domestic league as well in the Premier League, oddly enough. In third place is Inter Milan with 25 points. I thought they're Barcelona were top. Barcelona are top of their league, but they won 24 points. God. The Spanish league seems to be Strength has more depth. parity. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what's happened. Like Ronaldo leaves, all of a sudden, like there's more teams that are competing. I know it's really weird. When I saw that, I thought I can't believe it. Yeah, because I knew Barcelona were top. Yeah, I knew they weren't miles ahead like usual, but I thought that was because the other top teams were chasing them, not it, the fact that. I mean, the interesting thing is that with this one is that it, all the teams have played the same amount. At least with the other two, they played quite a few more games, but. The fact that they've all played 12, the goal, the, the, the thing, what I've, what I've just seen from um, the goal difference is that Barcelona struggling to uh, keep clean sheets. There's a lot of goals. they got a goal difference of 16, whereas you look at PSV Eindhoven, they've got a goal difference of 38. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and usually, but usually, like, Barcelona would have that yeah. kind of margin, isn't it? So, it might be worth watching the, the Spanish the League, Spanish right? league yeah. this season. But they lost this, this weekend, Barcelona, didn't they? Yeah. For... 4-2. Yeah, I know. That messed up my accumulator massively. Alright. Uh, I'll go Group G. Group G. In Group G is Real Madrid on top with 9 points. Second is Roma with also 9 points. CSK Moscow is third with 4 points. Victoria Pleasant is last with 1 point. Goal difference of minus 11. Now, I will say to you, take into consideration all the other groups we've had so far. Yeah, so, I, because of the other groups, I'm going to say that Moscow or... What? Victoria Pleasant. The Pilsner, whatever. The Pleasant. Pil Victoria Pleasant. Because isn't that where Pilsner comes from? Isn't that why it's... It's not Pilsner. The, the drink Pilsner. Yeah, I know, but that's but not... It's not... It's That's not... Surely no. It's, Pilsner is... Is... Uh, P-S... P-I-S... N-E-R. Pleasant is P-L-Z-E-N. But I think they're, they're related. That's why I think they... That's why I thought it was pronounced more like Pilsner. Not pronounced Pilsner, but along them lines. Well, it's Czech Republic. Is that where Pilsner's from? I think so. <laughs> All right, so I I'm gonna say that the Czech Czech Republic League, as tough as it is, I'm gonna go with them first. So Victoria, pleasing. I'm gonna go Moscow second. Yeah. I'm gonna go Roma third and Real Madrid fourth. Victoria, pleasant are first with 35 points. They're second in their league. They've also played the most games, which is 15. Moscow are second. Boom. They are fifth in their domestic league with 23 points. I'm find out Roma. They've played 14. Roma <laughs> what was that? Roma. Real Madrid are third. <sighs> They're sixth in their league with 20 points. And Roma are last in there. They're also sixth in their domestic league with 19 points. Only one oh, point difference, is it? So close. And they've also played 12 games each. Unbelievable. Okay. Uh, that was the closest I've come. That is pretty close. Alright, Group F. Group F, right, we're going. We'll keep, it, we'll keep this going. Group F has Manchester City in the top with nine points. Nine goal difference. 
Leon is second with six points. TSG Hoffenheim is third with three points. Shakhtar Donetsk is last with two points. Okay. What say you? So just for the trying to speed it up a bit. Man City first. Yeah. Donetsk second. Okay. Leon third. Hoffenheim fourth. In first place is Shakhtar. <sighs> with 40 points, they've played 15 games. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I'm, it's not easy, is it? <laughs> Man City are second with 32 points. They're also unbeaten in their league, as we know. They're first. Um, but they've got the same goal difference as Shakhtar Donetsk and they've played three less games. But there you go. Leon is third. Boom. They're fourth in their league with 24 points. And Hoffenheim are sixth in their league with 19 points and they're last in this one. Wonderful. Alright, Group E. Group E. Group E is Bayern München, or Munich as some people say, with 10 points. Ajax a second with 8 points. Benfica, 4 points. AEK Athens with 0 points. Okay, so I'm going to go AEK Athens first. Benfica second, Ajax third, and Bayern Munich fourth. Oh, the way this game's going, it's gone against you this time. <laughs> Ajax are top of the league with 31 points. They're second in their league. Yeah. Benfica are second. Oh, I got that. Yeah, with 20 points. They're fourth in their league. Bayern Munich are third in this group with 20 points also, but they're fifth in their league. The reason they're third is goal difference. And AK Athens... A last with 17 points. They're fifth in their league. They've only played 10 games, the same as Benfica. So That's a tough one. They're one of the few that hasn't changed position in this league. God, we might as well finish the group. Yeah. So what else are we looking at? So we've got A, Group A. Group A. Barissa Dortmund, uh, a top of the league with nine points. Atletico Madrid, a second on goal difference, also with nine points. Club Bruges. Third with four, four points. Monaco is last with one point. Oh, that's tough. All right. I'm going to go... Uh, <sighs> Borussia Dortmund are top, aren't they? So, I'll go Borussia Dortmund top. Club Bruges second. I'll go... With two teams left as Atletico Madrid and uh, Monaco. I'm going to go... Uh, Monaco third, Atletico fourth. You've been serious? Yeah. Monaco. Honoré Thierry Henry's Monaco. Uh, yeah. Club Bruges first. I think I got uh, uh. <laughs> Club Bruges first. He's getting panicked by the quiz, the speed. No, I got panicked by how low Barcelona's points were, which made me think the rest of the leagues must be low. So. Club Bruges first with 31 points. They played 15 games. They're second in their league, though, actually, to Genk, which is funny. Uh, Borussia Dortmund are first in their league, but they're second in this one with 27 points. They're unbeaten, though. So, strange one, but they played four less games than Club Bruges. Atletico are third in this group, and they're also third in their domestic league with 23 points. Monaco, Thierry Henry's Monaco, are not doing very well. They are 19th in their domestic league. They've only had seven points. They're that bad. Yeah, man, they're going to get relegated. They're not doing very well. You knew they weren't doing that well, though, innit? Well, as soon as you said Henri, I was like, ah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I was just, I, I knew that, uh, yeah, I just panicked. 
Alright, what have we got left? Group H. H. Juventus is top of the league with 9 points. Man United is second with 7 points. Valencia is third with 5 points. Young boys all the way at the bottom. Danny's favourite team is fourth with 1 point. So, I'm going to go young boys first. In Danny's eyes. <laughs> yeah. Juve second. <laughs> oh, uh... I don't remember seeing Valencia near the top, but Man United are eighth. <laughs> so uh, I'll, oh, I'll go Valencia then Man U. Oh no! Is it the other way round? Oh, 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 oh. He almost got it. Oh, he talked himself out. Oh, uh, I oh man! No. Young boys are first in this <laughs> league. They're first in their domestic league with thirty-seven points. Juventus are also first in their domestic league, but second in this one with 34 points. They are unbeaten, demolishing the Italian league. Man United are third. Oh, They're eighth, so as we said. close. They've got 20 points. If, and also, they are the only team in the top 10 of the Premier League with a negative goal difference of minus one. They are not doing very well. No, no. And Valencia are last with 14 points. They're 15th in the Spanish league. Crazy, innit? I, I was thinking, I don't remember seeing them in the top six, but I'm not that clued up on the league. I thought maybe they were, were there and I just missed them. Yeah. Alright. I've got ten points. Ten points out of a possible loads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't add it up. Uh, it was so, such there a close finish. Well, we were about to do from three back four, but... Looks like we've got some breaking news. Yeah, Claudio Ranieri has been hired as Fulham's new manager. Um, what's his name? Joe Kanovic. Yeah, Joe Kanovic. Yeah. I, I can't remember what his first name is, but we were only talking about Fulham last week. Saying they uh, won't give it. They just seem to be getting it wrong. But, like Hard to pinpoint what. We kind of said potentially throwing too many new signings in, but we well, weren't really it, it, definitive on that. We just knew... Between last season and this season, just the way they play, everything just seemed wrong. Uh, well, uh, the reason I find it, I found it so interesting is probably why I brought it up the last few weeks. Because I remember probably Danny more so, but you also, you know, you kind of watch the Champions League, uh, the Championship, a bit more than I do. So you was a bit more clued up on how Fulham and Wolves were doing, and you were. I mean, you said Wolves was going to be in the top half of the league at least. And I, f I don't. Th you guys kind of thought that Fulham was also going to be up there. Yeah, we did. You don't think they were going to be in relegation battle? No, we didn't but consider the league to go down. Yeah, bottom of the league is quite surprising. I, I mean, I don't know too much about their manager, but he, for me, he kind of seems like one of the guys that sound good. Do you know what I mean? He sounds like when he says things, you think, oh, he sounds like a good manager. He sounds like he knows what he's doing. But yeah, I don't I, know. I think how can a team switch to being so bad so quickly? Yeah, I don't know. But like, I wonder if it's a case of respecting the Premier League probably too much. Like, but he said he's going after it. Like, he's not trying to defend. Yeah, but I don't. But he, the players he's buying, the players he's trying to fit in the team, like not val maybe thinking, all right, we're going to go for it in terms of style. Yeah, but we're still going to buy players that are perceived to be better than the ones that we've got. Well, so. all the ones that they bought pretty much had Premier League sort of and experience, probably outside of um, Seri. Yeah, yeah, and he and he, he was he seemed to be. I didn't know too much about him before, but 
I just knew because there was a lot of interest in him. Yeah, he had quite a lot of high stock coming into it, I think. And he did, he, I mean, he does look good, or he did look good at least coming into it, but then... Yeah, he was out of the Mitrovic team. just hasn't really scored as much. I don't know if Schurler was actually playing well, but he seemed to be scoring decent goals. But I don't know. Is it time to put money on Fulham to be winning the Premier League next season? Yeah. Or Claudio <laughs> Ranieri do his magic? It's what Danny said. What What was the odds? I was like, oh, I doubt there'll be a 5,000 to 1 like they were for Leicester. But I mean, he's only there really to just get him out of the relegation battle, right? Yeah, and to be honest, I think it's... Uh, they just they just need a bit of life. Ranieri is quite a nice guy. He'll, he's he actually kind of his attitude kind of suits for them, I think. And uh, well, he's a big name. I guess he's a big name. I mean, he did win the Premier League, so yeah, it's a big. It's kind of like a big name signing for them. Well, he's done the greatest achievement. <laughs> like as a manager, that's probably the greatest achievement in sport. But and like, the thing, but the thing is, I don't even know how he did it. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know how he did it. I don't. Him as a manager, I don't look at him thinking, all right, this is the type of manager he is. He's going to be a good manager for any club. You know, I wouldn't imagine him at one of the biggest clubs in, in the Premier League anymore. He had his chance. And, yeah. And, I don't know. It, Maybe to me, it was just credit. surprising he should have... Because uh, it's funny because he was, before Leicester, was always known as the nearly man. Yeah. So he came second a lot. And then once he won it with Leicester, it was like the people's hindsight turned up and was like, do you know what, actually, they call him the nearly man because he finished second, but yeah. quite often he finished second with a much worse team. Yeah. So suddenly it became, well, actually, it's second overachieving with the teams he had. Like, what didn't help him was that Chelsea, Mourinho then came in and won the league. But, yeah. But that Chelsea team was clearly building. You could tell under Ranieri they were getting better. So. And he, with the lesser side... I mean, he got the most out of every single player there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, and he played to their strengths. I mean, Vardy probably hasn't looked the same. Vardy is a Premier League player, no doubt. But using just his willingness to run and just playing over the top all the time. And he said it was chance. He said he'd never planned on... Like, Ranieri said he never planned to play that style with Leicester. Yeah. It just happened in training that they noticed the team counter-attacking was, just, was winning. So yeah. he was like, oh, actually... This is the the fastest team to counter attack he's managed. So he was like, well, play to the strength. So maybe you're going to Fulham, spot something different about him and say, okay. Uh, one thing you say with Ranier, he sticks to that style. They're, like Leicester, some of their counter attack goals were brilliant, but yeah. they, they stuck to it. They never changed plan. Half. Well, he probably sounds like he's one of them. I guess you get with some managers, they're like, this is my philosophy. This is, how, this is what we're going to do, regardless of what the personnel is. We're going to play like this, whereas he's going to hopefully take on the sort of ideas of this is what I have, this is what their attributes are, and then we're yeah. going to try and play to their strengths as opposed to this is what I think you should do. But I don't know. Good luck to them. I, li I like Fulham. I've always liked Fulham. Like, like Fulham, like Ranieri. I'd rather them stay up than, than say, Cardiff. Cardiff or Huddersfield. I do, I mean, maybe because we grew up with Newcastle being a good side, I do kind of like Newcastle. Um, yeah, I just there. I think Fulham a little bit can be accused recently of it, but I just find a lot of the teams down there just roll over, and it, yeah. it's just it, it's just not great to see. Like when you 
see Huddersfield away to one of the big three, you, you're like, oh, is this the week I triple captain? Yeah. <laughs> like it's a, and you're like, talk yourself out and think, no, I'll wait for a double game week. But yeah. then in recent seasons, it's always been like, oh, I knew I sh- last season, I knew I should have triple captained Aguero against Huddersfield. Yeah. And you're like, I get sold by double game week. Probably but not this season. It's like 65 minutes come on. Yeah. Well, he changes them. Freaking. But, yeah, there you go. Good luck. Breaking news. More breaking news. Let's finish off with uh, front three, back four. Yeah? Yeah. Close it out. Um, shall I go first? You can do. Um, in my front three this week, it actually isn't like a really big thing, but to me it means something. Um, it seems to have gone viral on... Uh, Twitter. Um, it's by someone who calls himself Mrs. Clumps. It's at T I G H E underscore E R. So I guess tag her. At tag her. But she's uh, done a picture of her dad. What? This is it. It's a picture of a black crow in a car. And it goes, My dad's been feeding this crow and now he sits in his van with him. So her dad has befriended a crow. And it's gone viral. There's only two pictures with it. And I don't know why it's gone viral. But the reason it's in my front three, because I don't know if I've ever told you this, Mark. And it's really irrational. I know I've said this before to some other people. And I don't know if it's because of Pokemon. But I've always wanted, like, a bird friend. Do you know what I mean? You wanted, I wanted like, birds as friends. I wanted a bird, like, <laughs> as, a, as a friend. So it's like... You know, it'll be on my shoulder, or and then I'll go to work, and it'll just fly off somewhere, and I'll come, I'll leave work, and it'll just appear on my shoulder. Um, you can go get me a bag of crisps if I need it, or just fly around and just have like a pal, but like a bird. Okay, strange. I don't know. <laughs> what, I think it's Pokemon, but yeah, yeah. Did you see the new Pokemon trailer? Uh, I haven't. No. Uh, Detective Pikachu comes out next. I heard of that today. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a bit strange. Like, does uh, he speak? Was he yeah. just feel like Pika? So the the trailer is he meets I don't know if it's meant to be Ash's grandchild or something. Yeah. Um it's Ryan Reynolds doing the voice, so people are like Is it a movie? Yeah. Oh. So Ryan Reynolds doing the voice, so it just sounds like Deadpool, but Pikachu <laughs> can talk to him, but no one else can everyone else just hears Pika Pika. I just like uh Ash. Yeah. So uh Yeah. Oh, it, it look it looks a bit creepy, but it could could work. <laughs> it's not live action, is it? Yeah, and like some of them look don't look like they used to. Oh, so, uh, well, they, they, what are they like computer wise then? They almost look more like Furbies than like like Ooh, or like yeah. Gremlins kind of. Yeah, oh, more that kind I of. I need to have a look. Um, uh, but in my back four is, have you seen the California uh, forest fires? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. How devastating is that? Yeah, there's cele- well, a few celebrities yeah, putting to, videos up. Yeah, they, they have to evacuate their houses and stuff like that. that. But it's so odd because this isn't... I'm, I'm almost certain that this either happened earlier this year before or last summer. Like, it happened so often. Imagine living somewhere where... Yeah, I, I, this is what I think about quite a few American towns where they get natural disasters and it's like, oh, this is the... First time this town's been hit for three years. Yeah. <laughs> what? Three years? I'd, I'd, like, I know people come to London and complain it's cold, but yeah. God, we get two inches of snow and we fall apart. Yeah, like, I can't get into work. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, we don't, we don't get any natural disasters. I mean, we get some disasters. No, but... outside of London, occasionally you get a bit of flooding from the Thames. But yeah. Like, 
Wow, so manageable. There's some, oof, there's some places that have been pretty devastated by flooding, like in their houses. But, I mean, the forest fire thing is such a weird phenomenon because they never know where it comes from. They're like, it might just be a hunter who's flicked a cigarette or it's just the, the dry heat of, yeah, of cause, the sun. Yeah, because what they're saying on either side, if the, normally if the breeze comes from the sea, yeah. it's cold. But when it comes from the desert... It's hot. It's hot. And it goes it's towards it's the just... just spreads and spreads and spreads. And there's all these clips of like just, just hundreds of cars just trying yeah, to yeah. evacuate with fire. What's and... is it? Sand that they drop the planes. Like when you see the planes dropping all the red. I think it's, it looks like. I, I think it's chemical retardant. I don't think right. it's a uh, like sand or natural thing. It's just it's like a chemical thing that probably will devastate the environment in yeah. different ways. <laughs> but um, make the forest never grow again. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, oh, that could be a conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe Iceland will make an advert of it. Yeah, so. and it's rough because uh, they don't have public transport in California, also. So that's sort of such a big city. But yeah, that's my front three, back four. Okay, I thought for uh, your back four was Danny this week. Oh, <laughs> I didn't want to dig him too much. He said uh, maybe if he lets us down again. Yeah. Uh, he said that he couldn't do yesterday. Because he thought they were joking, we were joking that him and Danny, Mark and Danny, would do their own one. But there you go. No. Okay. Well, in my front three, I'll go front three first. Study. So this, I read this in the Guardian today, but I think it was posted last night. That uh, if you want to have a good career, be healthy and be happy, you shouldn't try at work, and that studies are now showing that if you just coast at work you get better career opportunities you're healthier you're less stressed and uh, it's just every it's all around better so uh that's the key key to it so if you think i need to work harder well they do say they do say ambition is a curse and ignorance is bliss so i think i've always said i think i've said it to you that I try not to work hard, I try to work well, so yeah. I, I try to tick things off, not work X number of hours, like, no, it makes uh, sense. it's more about what you get done, so I don't know if I'd use the word coasting, but which is what this study came out and said, people who coast at work is probably the best recommendation they can give them, the problem is if you do coast at, coast at work, you need to almost have the impression you're not coasting out at work. You so. know, people that coast at work are assholes. Well, it's tough because if they're good at hiding it, how do you know? Like, maybe I can tell. I know the people where I work and they're assholes. If you ever go... <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing that makes me most angry with them. Yeah, I just find in, in the office workplace, you, you go for a cup of tea, you, no matter who it is in the office, if you say, ah, how's things? Their, their instant reply without even thinking is, ah, oh, so busy. <laughs> so busy. It's like, oh, what's up? Oh, yeah, I've been away for two weeks. I'm busy. You're like, oh, you've been off for two weeks. Like, yeah, oh, I've had to come back to all this Everyone knows, so yeah, you come back. And it's like your first day is just working out what you actually need to do. It's like, yeah. That whole thing's just made me angry. <laughs> <laughs> I need to calm down. <laughs> yeah. So you should, that's the problem, Chris. You just need to coast a bit more work. I've been telling myself that for years. Uh, so in my back four, get ready to pull one out, is Stan Lee. Yeah, so, uh, sad one. Yeah, I, this is one we 
all probably seen in the news, but I thought it's still worth still worth bringing it up, especially as I've been talking the last few weeks about how much I've enjoyed playing the Spider-Man game. Oh, the story in that in the game and the ending is quality, and I, so I was thinking, actually, the last few years because I really liked Marvel growing up, and I've always thought of myself more as a DC fan. But the last few years, Marvel has really stepped up. So the films have got better, computer games got better, like their stories have got better. And it's like, yeah, it's just sad. One of the original co-writers. So well, I, when I thought about it, I thought I, I can't speak to sort of the older generation, but I know at least for us, even if you're not like a diehard comic book fan, because I'm not, but you're. Growing up watching cartoons, you probably would have yeah. watched a few of them. So you might have a favourite, even if it's not something that you'd, you know, you'd, you'd be buying wallpaper and whatever. No. So, like my, I mean, it's, I don't know if it's even Marvel. My, it, it is Marvel. X-Men or Spider-Man. Spider-Man's yeah. my favourite comic book. Yeah, so he, but I couldn't tell you. Yeah, and I watch X-Men and stuff, but I'm not like a diehard. Um, I mean, no. I, didn't, <laughs> I just I have think, to ask that. Yeah, but it, will, it affects, I think at some point there'll be a, people at our age will be like, that's a sad thing. Yeah, because I think, especially for our generation, we grew up where you had maybe two channels showing kids' TV shows on a Saturday morning. Yeah. And one of them used to have Spider-Man followed by X-Men or X-Men followed by Spider-Man. Well, I remember it was either... The two channels where it had children's shows was either BBC One or um, ITV, CITV. Yeah. And um, I used to watch... Do you remember... Um, oh, God, what was it called? Something Live on BBC One. SMTV Live. No, 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 no. There was another. There was another thing. Live and like, kicking. Live and kicking. Yeah. Was yeah. On, and they used to show X Men uh, every morning after Rugrats, like on Saturday morning. Yeah. yeah. So, so a lot of these shows we knew because we just didn't have the choice that kids yeah. have today. So. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I think they're ruining it with all these other comic book movies. I can't stand them. Yeah, they they dilute it a bit, and also now it, you see it in the Spider Man world a bit. Like it's not not necessarily a bad thing, but they're, they're they're now adding stories to almost rewrite the original stories, but with a new look on it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like they got a new Black Spider Man. I think got people up up in arms about. Yeah, uh, like, which I personally, I don't have any issue against. My biggest issue is the story seems similar. He gets bitten by a radioactive so spider. Like thing? at least, at least have like his own backstory or his own story so uh yeah. it's uh yeah it's not necessarily the intention or that they do sometimes it's just the way they do it where yeah. it's just so obviously a, a copy where they could think it through and think do you know what let's just go down a new road and and make a new story let's not just try and rewrite history like let spider-man's story be spider-man's let this new spider-man have his own story but I think the problem with that is it'll never be as big and then people have an issue with that but yeah that's probably a discussion a for yeah. another day but, but yeah, yeah Paul went out um, sad times but yeah I doubt he thought he'd be this influential when he started drawing pictures no and, and uh, maybe he might be as influential with our podcast but who knows <laughs> um, create pictures of the mind <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, that was a bad one. But um, we're undecided whether we'll do next week. Uh, international break, we're also very busy, but we'll have to see. If not, we'll see in a couple of weeks back with the Premier League, hopefully. Yeah, we could, maybe we'll think about that. Because 
we thought it was a success the Premier League preview one we did so when we previewed the games instead of reviewed them. oh yeah so yeah. potentially we may do something like that we'll, we'll see how it goes we'll let you know on Twitter follow us at AllTalkFC um, review subscribe unsubscribe we'll have to start saying that now and yep. um, yeah you can also email at alltalkfc at ah, gmail.com. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I don't know what you want to email, but tell us how great we are. Well, if you've got any questions, comments. Tell, tell us how much you hate Danny. Yeah, how he's let us down. Yeah, he's let the pod down, but he's let everyone down also. All right? All good? Yep, all good. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Like, are you playing? <laughs> it's like... Hmm?